you are listening to coding talks podcast with vishnu spend some time with vishnu who has more than 14 years experience in it having worked extensively on applications ranging from enterprise level web and cloud solutions to big data analytical applications he holds strong insight into the microsoft.net technologies microsoft azure and latest technology stacks including nodejs samarain and react this podcast will be available on all leading platforms including spotify apple podcast itunes google podcast and stitcher begin your journey to better understand different programming technologies right now Welcome back to an another episode of Coding Talks with myself Vishnu Viji. We were discussing about React in the past few episodes. We touched its architecture, its overview, how to effectively compose using components to create complex interfaces. All those things which we were discussed in the past episodes. and all those episodes are available in the podcast so if you are first time listening this podcast uh, it's recommended to listen the past episodes as well so that you will get a good overview and about some architecture uh, related tips on the react and you can get started but if you are confident with react and you understand the different areas about react and you just want to learn about the state management then feel free to listen this episode as it is all the opinions that i expressed through this podcast are purely personal and do not represent any of the employees view in any way in the last episode we were discussing on some strategies for effectively composing the components i hope you having the idea that everything in react is composed of different components and each component has its own state its own logic and its own view uh, in normal terminology in web terminology we call that as data but uh, to make it more aligned with react we call that a state and in this episode we will be discussing more on the state management in react we understood from the earlier episodes that there is an inherent state management in react by which we were able to store the state inside the components this approach is fine and that was the approach that earlier developers of react used to uh, apply when they were developing the react applications but in reality that kind of approach is fine for certain kind of application but when the application becomes fairly large 
more and more complex features are added to your application uh, at times you feel the need to move the state out of your component this is one case in another case if your different components are required to share a common set of data then at those time also you need to move the state out of your component so the main reason for doing this kind of moving the state out of the component is to manage the application and the state better so this uh, initially when the react came out the trend was to store the data along with the component and that is fine but when the when there is a need arise for the facebook team in their production environment for the facebook website uh, when it becomes more and more complex with a lot of widget and lot of new functionalities they were uh, thought about moving the state from inside the components to somewhere outside so that different components can share that state commonly and so there evolved a pattern so when such kind of need arises within the facebook team there evolved a need and they came up with a pattern called flux and that was the initial state management pattern which came out from the react team uh, so if you are happened to see a few of the applications that were developed during the earlier stages i happened to view a few of them and the architecture the state management architecture that were used in those kind of application is flux uh, but flux is flux was fine and when when there evolved more and more features there need an additional pattern other than flux and thus how the uh, redux came into existence in today's episode we will be discussing more on redux pattern uh, the flux is kind of an uh, what we can call some kind of an outdated as well uh, redux is also not new it's uh, released a few years back but to understand the state management it will be good to uh, to use Rea- react redux as an anchor because you can understand some of the state management concepts then as well as you will be able to know how a state management library like redux can be used within a, your react application so the one thing which we can observe in the software application development stage not particularly to react so everywhere we can see that there the technologies are getting rapidly changed so if you think about this react itself first the flux evolved and then the redux came and currently the context api is used by some teams so this happens and in the last episode we touched upon the react hooks which was also a kind of a later addition from react team and hooks were uh, came out mainly to solve some of the limitations that were inherent in the class based react components so applications that were developed using the older versions sometimes may need a rewrite because the technology is evolving constantly but at all times uh, it is not possible to entirely rewrite the application because there were a lot of feature developments also going in place 
along with the uh, application development and the priority is for feature development so the entire rewrite of the existing application is not feasible and there needs a balance uh, at that time but but uh, the good point is for the newer applications uh, for the newer projects we can uh, use these newer technologies like the hooks or the context or api or redux um and for the older applications if there is a time permit and there is an approval from the management we can we can work on with the um, we can work on with a rewrite so that's how the <coughs> things evolving so when the facebook um, i think they completely uh, ported from the older pattern from the flux to redux when the redux came out Uh, so we will be looking into the redux state management pattern as i said earlier uh, which is compatible with all the major javascript libraries or framework not just for the react the redux pattern can be applied for angular as well and many other libraries are as well but in our episode as we are mainly focusing on react we will see how Re- redux fits with react Uh, because that is the aim of our episodes because we are focusing on react so we will first see what is the need for state management and what is its relevance with respect to react so nowadays the single page applications like react applications are getting popular you can also think about angular as well that is also another kind of single application development framework So in these kind of applications the web api will serve the data to the client side and the client side frameworks like the react manages everything including routing on the front end so it's so capable that there is everything embed within the library there is routing there there is another uh, things like uh, uh, what to say that's a, without even the need to refresh the browser user can switch to different views uh, etc so this means this kind of single page applications are good for performance but naturally when everything comes to the client side there increases a complexity in managing the state especially on the client side so if you compare the server side applications with that of the client side applications Uh, and the client side application has to deal with a lot of the state and this means that it becomes the responsibility of the client side to manage the application entirely so when we think of application state it can include the server responses from the web api the cached data that you want to present to the user and also the data from the client side which the which your user updated and which are not yet persisted to the server so these all things can be considered as state ideally when we think about the state we think about the data but it will be good to make things clear in mind that the state especially when regarded to the client side applications like the react or angular it it means that it includes the server responses from the web api which we usually called as the data 
and it also includes the cached data that uh, some some kind of cache mechanisms may be there for some of these client frameworks react also has a provision for that and some of the data of the user states like when the user moves from one tab of your application to another tab those uh, user interface related data uh, and the state of that particular user interface those all can also be considered as the state data and some of the data which your user entered on the front side like the uh, forms data or some filling of data so those data are not yet persisted to the server so those all things we can uh, we can think of as a unit called the state so the state management becomes complex when it comes to the single paged applications because the role of the web api becomes much simpler like it has to serve the data and rest everything has to manage by the client so one thing is we have seen that the state management has to deal with the different things as we just so like the cache cache of data the non persisted data back to the server and the responses from the api and another problem to make things more complex with regard to the client side application is the asynchronous responses from the server so when a user click on a button or when a user moves to another tab so there is a request triggered there and the request is sent to web api and the responses back from the web api will be also of an asynchronous nature so the client side has to wait for something that thing that thing so this is known as the asynchronous nature of the um, responses and at the same time the front end the client may move to some other tabs or make some changes in the data assuming that the data is persisted back to server and this causes a mutation of state at the client side so if you think about a practical example you can think of as a form where user is entering some data and the user clicks on submit button and the web api is asynchronously saving those data or the changes back to server and at the same time the user may do another action that may deal with the same data he just entered so the one thing which you can notice here is asynchronously the web api is trying to save the data back to the server but uh, it is not yet saved to data and at the same time the user at the front end assumed that okay data is saved because the client side performs so fast and he may make some other modifications of data and he move he changes the client side so this leads to an inconsistent state of data which is difficult to manage especially in case of the single page applications that are made using react or angular so the state management is a bit tough so to solve these issues we just discussed certain patterns evolved that is the flux and uh, the redux is another pattern but you have to keep in mind that there are other state management patterns as well uh, redux tries to solve the above issues by making some restrictions to the way Uh, how updates can happen and how mutations predictable uh, 
so this will help in the development as well redux tries to make the state predictable and in redux the developer can time travel between the different application states so the way in redux a new state is formed is by providing an existing state and an action type uh, typically to a reducer function we will discuss more about that in this episode but keep in mind that um, in redux a new state is formed by providing some kind of an existing state and a action object which includes a type the type is the most important part of that action object and the reducer function in redux uses those things this reducer function is also defined by you and uh, which creates an entirely new state using a pure function so this pure function is relevant especially in the case of it's applicable everywhere in functional programming but especially in this case as we are discussing the state management using redux this is particularly relevant here so the to understand about pure functions is good before you start developing with redux so the pure functions are those javascript functions which uh, does not mutate the application state but it just returns a new state without modifying any of the underlying things so if anything have to be modified by that particular function that must follow a different pattern in redux so that the function you are writing in uh, redux or the reducer functions are pure functions so it will be having two parameters like uh, the current state and a action object and the action object has a property called the type which is the main thing which this reducer function used so this reducer function is not a Uh, predefined function you have to define that for redux and we will look upon that in this episode and just an overview i am telling like uh, something on the client side has to happen it has to raise an action and the action is passed to the uh, reducer function which accepts the current state current state means the all the things which we just discussed about the current state of the application its data the current state of the user interface or something with regard to that particular context and as well as the uh, action object which includes the type of action to perform maybe it will it can be an add user it can be a delete user or something like that and this reducer function based on the current state and the object the action it identifies what action to perform is it an add user is it a edit user is it a delete user and then based on that it will uh, modify the state and return it as a new state object it doesn't modify the existing store behind the scene it only returns a new object so that is the most important thing to consider here it's a pure function and does not alter the state of application in any way the pure functions the reducer functions responsibility is to accept the current state find out what type of action to perform and then it returns a new state object so this means that if we supply something like a state and a particular object 
to this reducer function we can time travel for example every change that is happening inside this redux can be thought of as a state and an associated action type so if we have a log of all the things that are happened in live or in a particular environment using that particular state log and the associated action type we can reproduce in live scenario where how a bug has happened and how uh, what are the possible outcomes that had happened as part of that all the things which we can identify uh, using the uh, um, the current state in redux so that's how the developer debugging becomes much easier so and also um, if you are new to redux and uh, what we try to achieve through this episode is to understand more about redux uh, even if you are new to redux understanding redux is easier because once you understand a few terms and principles that are specific to redux um it's very easier to understand because basically the underlying store and the functions in redux are pure javascript objects and functions so if you understand some of the principles which we will be looking in this episode and some conventions like how to split your files and uh, things like that it's much easier to understand about redux so the understanding these principles and few conventions like how to split the files and things uh, if you are uh, able to do that understanding redux is much easier uh, so the main aim is that uh, main aim of this episode is that by the end of this episode you will get a good overview on what the redux is all about so i hope uh, things are clear till now so if you feel any doubt or if you are not confident it so please re-listen the episode again i try to present the episode in a maximum slow way that you can it's easier to understand but if you are still feeling some doubt you can re-listen the episode and once things are uh, clear then we can look into some of the principles of redux so principle means that it can be think of as a rule like sometimes when we goes to some place or some uh, or some organization or something so each of those areas will have an associated rules like how should we behave there how should we deal there so keeping that rules in mind we will try to move across the organization or some place or whatever so base so like similar way we need to understand the three basic principles of redux so once you understand that three basic principles of redux it will be much easier because you just need to apply that particular three principles to your project um, that are applying what i mean it's includes kind of a splitting up of these particular principles into different files and that's how redux is in place and that will make the state management much easier because whatever the flow of the data that happens in redux is it is an unidirectional flow like all the views all the components in your application will be able to receive the data from a single store 
and whatever changes that your application needs to uh application needs to change it has to go on through an action uh, basically we call in redux it's called a dispatcher and for example if you have two components and those two components are displaying data from a common store and if one component wants to change something in redux terminology it happens through a dispatcher so those particular component that needs to change the state of data needs to raise an action object sometimes change can be think of as an add object add user edit user delete user so all these are changes even if it's a network request that is also a change so all those changes are kind of an action type and the, the those particular component who is responsible for triggering that particular action will trigger a dispatcher to redux and based on that dispatcher redux will identify what that particular action type is so the component may send that data also along with the dispatcher object like uh, when it raises a dispatcher it will send hey i want to add some user and here are the uh, details for adding the user so that i want to add that particular user so that can be called as a type and we define that as an action object called the type so this type is a important mandatory field for this redux and when we uh, dispatch that particular action object to the redux it will identify okay uh, i request is got from there and now i need to make some changes to the state but um, redux doesn't know what to change or what to do so we need to define a function also and that function is called the reducer function so with the help of the reducer function and the action type redux will do those particular thing and return that particular state so the once that state is returned it will be applied to the store and the, uh, what happens is um if there is a change in the state uh, all the components that are subscribed to the those particular store will get an indication it can be think of as a notification like when we when some uh, if you think about the different streaming services like the spotify or whatever you are listening to sometimes when a new song is added to the category or something uh, added they will notify you through mobile so same way these components these different components or the different areas of your website uh, which are made using the react components are subscribed to these stores and once there is a change in the store it will be notified and it will those all subscribed um components will get a trigger and it will re apply the data or re-render the data so that's how the change will happen so that means that if there are five components in a user interface and those all five components are reading some data from a common store so in the redux terminology there is a common store there is an in from the common store and all those components are displaying the data and if some one component is making a change to the common store it will be re-rendered automatically in all the different areas so but the main thing is that particular component who is responsible for making the change has to dispatch an action object and that's how it works so understanding the principle it is very clear so first principle is 
about how the state object is stored in react because we said that the current state and the state we store the entire state in redux so whatever change is happening like login and user edit user so all those are different states so we store the entire full state of the application as a plain javascript object so this is the simplicity of redux it is just using the plain javascript object <coughs> so the term the state current state and the plain javascript objects are relevant here so javascript object is a kind of a simple object model you can think of as a example like a user object where it has the properties like the name the age the address and so on and that is a simple user object and uh, we have discussed about the application state a bit earlier like what all it includes so the user object is a kind of a data so along with that uh, it the state can also be comprised of server responses the web api the cached data and the client data which are not yet persisted to the server so the first principle is uh, we are understanding the principles here the first principle is everything that is changes in your application include the data and the ui state uh, data includes the server data as well as the ui state also is contained in a single javascript object and in redux uh, terminology we call that as a state tree so this is the first principle to uh, understand so i will explain this first principle a bit more detail so that you can understand uh, consider a simple application with two tabs with a minimal set of field and the state includes the field values the state where which tab is active and whatever are relevant to that particular ui now at this point uh, we need to save that particular state of the fields to a um, um, state object and we store the that particular state as a plain javascript object uh, at this point one more thing i want to specify that there is an inherent state management in react uh, which we discussed earlier like the component has also uh, a provision to save the state inside the component so for fairly simple applications this uh, redux might be an overkill so you have to think about the application that you are going to work uh, whether it has a possibility for a future extension so if that is the case the redux might be a good choice and you can also um, refer the documentation of react redux and it provides a good deal of documentation where it describes whether you need to use redux so the creator of the redux dan also says this point in his blog as well redux is not suitable for all kind of applications if there is a need only you should use that otherwise you you can stick with the normal component based state so almost all the uh, i think medium to large scale applications 
uh, may be safe to use the Redux, but for a fairly simple application that just deals with displaying some data, then Redux is not required because there involves the need to understand about Redux. There needs the uh, feel to include uh, how the Redux uh, terminologies in that application. So everything will be an overkill and uh, not ideal for a simpler application. It will be good to have Redux for a medium to higher scale applications. And those all applications which you see a possibility, like you are doing a POC for some newer application, that POC may be smaller, uh, but if they, if you feel that there is a possibility for that POC to extend into a newer application, then it is a good point to include Redux there because including a state management is good choice. Redux is not just uh, the only one state management available for React. There are other state management functionality as well, other alternatives as well. But if you want to use Redux, that is fine. So first principle is that everything we everything including the state changes and everything we store as a simple JavaScript object in store. So this can be understand in a, a bit more practical way like uh, if you install the React developer tools then and if you enable the log logging and other things you can view the view the underlying state or the state tree like uh, when you initially load the application the state will be having this much set of objects and when you make some modification you can see that the associated underlying state is changed with those particular triggers that the user is doing and you can see that uh, if you make five modifications to your application you can see that a five uh, ideally a five uh, different store object will be created and you can fr understand from the logs how the application state is moving so this means that if you want to go to a particular point of time which is called the time travel you can move to that part as well the second principle of let's uh, look on the second principle of retex so we understood the first principle i hope it is clear everything in, is stored in a pure javascript object so the second principle of retex is that that particular state which we stored and which we mentioned in the first principle is purely a read only and the components who want to use that particular state can only read that particular state directly from the store object. So store.getState may be the function which it will be having. But when we use the uh, React Redux um, library, the syntax will be a bit different. But the um, uh, that store store.getState will return the current state of the application. And the only way to change the state tree is by dispatching an action from the component. This happens when if a component wants to change some state like uh, uh, something edit a user or add a particular user. So that means it needs to change the state tree. It needs to add an one more user to that particular state tree. So it needs to dispatch an action. So at those time, the um, this components need to raise and dispatch an action, and that is what it is mentioning in the second principle. The state is uh, typically read only. Components can only uh, 
read the data from the state but if it feels a need to change the state tree it can do so by dispatching an action it can't directly change the state in the particular store it can only raise an action or dispatch an action so this action is a plain javascript object also describing in the minimal way what changed in the application whether it is initiated by a network request or by a user interaction whatever change in your application that uh, uh, any data that you want to get into the redux application gets there from the components by actions so you can think in short whatever user interaction your application may interact ideally uh, the components that are responsible for those actions should raise a particular action so the action is aimed towards a store with the uh, with the uh, with the intention that it should change the state of the object like add user or something edit user or delete user or something and if it is successful that successful dispatch of the action then those particular state in the redux store will be modified and all the other components which are subscribed to that particular store will get the uh, reflection of the change and it can display that uh, display the data accordingly so this that is the second principle of react uh, first principle uh, i am reiterating again so that you will understand the points clearly first principle is that we store the entire state in a simple javascript object second principle we just discussed is that that particular state is read only and if you need to make any changes in that particular state it has to go through the dispatcher and the third principle is we now have the store and the action object uh, but earlier in the episode we discussed about a a thing called mutation or a state change and the this mutation is one thing that posed a challenge for the single page application so we have discussed about that and we are now going to make that mutation predictable in react by using the third principle that is by creating a reducer function by creating a pure reducer function so the third principle states that you have to write the reducer functions which will uh, act, which should accept the previous state as a parameter and the type of the action to perform also along with the, the along with the current state Uh, so there will be two parameters in the reducer function like the current state that is one parameter and the second parameter is the action type which should define what changes should make and based on that particular action type and the current state the reducer function will typically have a kind of a switch statement those of you who worked with the switch statements may know that it accept an particular argument and based on that particular argument we can write certain case conditions and inside those case condition we can wrap a kind of a bracket and we can add the steps that should perform for each particular case statements so that's the way by which we will be writing the reducer function 
So this are uh, when coming to the reducer function I will explain a bit more uh, initially we can start by creating a simpler uh, single reducer but ideally in a production environment you will be typically having more reducer functions and each reducer function will be specific to a particular feature state those points which we can discuss a bit later first you have to understand about that reducer is a function which accepts this current state and the action object and the action object has a particular property called the type property and that is the main property which your reducer function is going to uh, use and it identifies what to do based on that particular type property and based on a switch statement it will perform the necessary changes and return as a new state object so the return from the reducer function must be a pure function that is the main thing to understand here it should not modify the state in any way the role of the reducer function is to only return a new state from the current um, current state object and it should not any way modify the underlying store its aim is only to just return a new object and the, the and the caller person whoever calling this reducer will do the rest of things but uh, the reducer function will uh, its responsibility is only to return that particular new state so let's look at again the three principles that is the first one is everything that are related to state in redux is a plain javascript object this includes application state the ui state and that is the first principle second is the state is read only and to make some changes usually the components dispatch an action which looks like a store dot dispatch action or something the syntax may be a bit changed because we will be using the react redux library there and it will take care of more of most of the things so there will be a slight um, syntax difference uh, you can expect but what it happens is the components should dispatch an action object if it needs to change something like store dot dispatch of action and third one is to make the state changes or the mutation to happen it uh, usually happens to reducer functions which are also defined by the user and the reducer function will take the action object and the current state as the parameter so the last or the third principle which we mentions about the reducer function uh, one thing you need to be mindful is that we need to write pure functions and again uh, we have already covered this but again i repeating that the pure function should only work with their input arguments and constants and for reducer function being pure means that all non temporary data should be stored in the state object so it does not modify the state directly it, everything should be um, uh, used from the state object so the reducers in redux are always pure function they take the previous state and an action as an argument and return a new state object so we never modify the past state directly because that would make the function impure we always need to create a new state object based on the old state so one way by which uh, we can do that is using the different methods like the array has a method called the concat 
so if if we are passing a state object uh, as an array and a action type called the modifies action type like editor delete user we can use that array.concat to create a new array from the old state array which means that old state array will be still there and it's it is not in any way modified but instead it will return a new array and you know reducer function always deals with the state updation and a typical application flow there is a possibility for multiple state updations uh to happen uh, like um, we have just discussed about the a single uh, reducer function here which will be ideally have few of the basic crud operations at the beginning like add edit or delete but as the application evolves there needs to add another functionality sometimes if you need to filter some data or if you need to search some data you need to write those reducer functions as well so everything every function will typically have an associated reducer function in react so when application becomes more complex there needs an uh, there evolve a need for creating more re reducer function and typically you would split to those specific files it is not good to um uh, create all um reducer function in a single file especially if when the application becomes too large the reducer function gets too complicated so the ideal way is we start with a single reducer and a few case statement and as the application evolves developer can split the reducer functions to multiple specific reducer functions so each reducer function will deal a specific part of the application state and at times when you develop the application you feel that there needs a reducer for a common functionality like the undo or redo or kind of a pagination or something uh, it is equally fine to create a generic reducer function because we know that reducer functions are pure javascript objects so it is very easy to modify the uh, an update or even refactor as we like so now we are quite clear about the three principles of redux now now we are going to apply these principles to our code we could write a store action as well as a reducer but before we write everything from scratch it is worth to look at the react redux ecosystem to find out what all additional redux extensions libraries are there which can include in our code to make development easier so if we are going to write code from scratch we miss some of the libraries out there so let's uh, see those as well so we'll look into the react redux ecosystem because when a new library comes out usually a lot of associated libraries also evolve which are created by different developers and those libraries will be added to the uh, ecosystem so the point here is the developer can use these ecosystem tools uh, so lot of the ready made things will be handled by those particular libraries itself and there no need for you to write everything from scratch 
we have understood the three principles here and provided if we can write a simple uh, application without even using any of these ecosystem at all but uh, by using these ecosystem tools we can write a well defined uh, uh, redux much easier because many of the uh, task which we are going to do using the redux will be kind of a repetitive nature and by using these tools it makes <coughs> the development much simpler so the first one we will be going to look on is the redux developer tools or redux hyphen dev tools so you can uh, look on the official documentation as well uh, it's like i will repeat once again redux hyphen uh, dev tools so this is the official implementation of developer tools for redux and allows watching state changes Uh, live editing of actions then you can time travel that is the thing which we just discussed and much more and there are many other monitor components available and each of them allow you to debug the application in different ways uh, so this is a useful uh, tool for debugging redux hyphen dev tools so you can look into the documentation there then there is one particular uh, library which you can mandatorily use in your redux application is the react redux so this library is also developed by the react team and this is also considered as the official react binding uh, redux binding for react this uh, library react redux uh, is uh, designed to work with the react co component model so you define how to extract the values from your component uh, from the redux store uh, and your component will receive them as prop and it also uh, creates the proper components that manage the state logic interaction for you so i will explain those points in clear a bit later basically this is a kind of a mandatory component which uh, sorry mandatory Uh, library which you can use for your uh, react applications if you want to use the redux so the library name is react hyphen redux so you can use that using install that using the npm or even uh, or you can also uh, create a new react application with the redux library using the create react app so there just like we saw in the earlier episode for a typescript uh, application to happen we provided a um, flag called the um, the double uh, hyphen template and then provide typescript similar way you can also provide a template for the redux which will create an application with some of the redux libraries in place so you can uh, straight away start from there Uh, it will uh, it will make that create react app make some of the boiler things um, boiler plate codes uh, in place so you can right away start from there or otherwise you can install the react redux and the associated dependent libraries using the um, using the npm so all those are defined in the documentation so there are some other libraries also out there so i will just explain those as well so you will get an idea so once you develop your application you might be in a state to use those as well so other one particular useful library is called the redux hyphen promise this is a kind of a middleware for redux uh, 
which allows us to dispatch the javascript promises to the redux store so these promises will be evaluated and can result in multiple actions for example a success and an error action or as a result of a server request you can define some actions then there is a library called react router redux this allows uh, additional communication between the react router and the redux so you can use the react router without this library but it is useful uh, this um, react router with redux is useful because it is useful to record persist and replay the user actions using the time traveling so we have discussed about the time traveling earlier like uh, it will be helpful especially in case of debugging some live scenarios where if you provide a particular state and a particular action you can time travel and can reproduce a live scenario we discussed in the earlier episode that we can use the react router component uh, itself but if you use react router hyphen redux component it provides an additional communication between react router and redux then there is another component called the redux undo this is a kind of a higher order reducer that allows us to make an existing reducer undoable so this is a kind of an easiest way by which if you want to Im- implement some undo or redo functionality with redux you can check out the redux hyphen undo component as well so we have understood the different react redux ecosystems and principles uh, and we also understood that we can include these libraries either using the npm or you can use the yarn or or even you can create a new react application from scratch using the create react app um functionality and you can uh, create re- by using the create react app um, which is provided by the facebook team and by providing a flag called the template hyphen redux which will create a, a new react application with the uh, redux in place so we are uh, using this particular react redux library and why we are using this particular library because we understood that we already discussed about the different principles of react and we can write write a, a kind of a plain javascript object but many of the things will be kind of a repetitive so that is the one thing which we are going to do so the basic step involved in any uh, react redux application is like uh, the first step will be creating a redux store and that store is the one which stores the state of the application then the components needs to subscribe to those updates and inside that subscription subscription callback you need to get the current store state and you need to extract the data that is returned by that particular Uh, subscription and update the ui with the data it's kind of a waiting for the subscription you subscribe to something like uh, some changes happens in the store and if there is a change happened in the store you need to provide the particular you need to uh, get those particular changes back and you need to reflect that changes in the front end side so these are kind of a repetitive action and uh, if you going to write this from scratch 
it will be much tougher because you need to write a different level of boilerplate codes each and everything so the react team has made things simpler and they included a library called react redux and by including that uh, some of the things are taken care of by auto automatically by the react redux combo component itself so uh, it, to better understand about how react redux works i recommend you to look on a sandbox which is provided by the react redux documentation uh, if you type if you type uh, in google react hyphen redux followed by basic tutorial that will open a page and probably there will be a link which shows like a, just show the code and if you click on that the sandbox environment will be automatically open so this sandbox environment is kind of a um, ready made uh, kind of environment which is provided by the react team with its necessary code react redux team with its necessary uh, code uh, necessary files and structure so that you can play it along and understand what things are happen so the code code sandbox link i will also provide along with this podcast show notes as well so you can check the description below and see the uh, sandbox link so if you open that particular sandbox link you can understand a basic architecture of a react redux application and they have uh, if you open the source folder there you can view, view the different components view the different redux files and we have understood earlier some of the principles and these files inside these redux will be uh, implemented according to those principles and if you look into that uh, you can understand how a generic uh, react applications looks like that is a kind of a um, uh, simple application which they provide in the basic tutorial and also the one which you can view in this code sandbox but that is enough for you to understand some of the basic architecture about how redux works so there will be three parts mainly here like the store is the one main part in redux so i will explain about those architecture in detail now there are three main parts in the react redux like the store part is on there then there is a action part action types where you define the action types and an associated reducer will be there to modify the changes then there will be mm. yeah then there will be the component part where it will subscribe to those changes or you can call in react redux term like a kind of a connect to that particular store and it's waits for those updates to happen and how those updates will be reflected on the front end so we will look into each of these things in uh, uh, in uh, detail so first you open that particular sandbox and you we can understand one by one the different things there so the first thing which we can look on is the um, if you open the particular redux uh, folder inside that particular source uh, folder you can see a file called the action type so this action type defines an overview of the list of changes that we are going to implement in your application so this is a sample application this will be having two or three different mutation states like the uh, add user edit user 
maybe delete user or filter user or something so this action type dot js will have the those particular types of actions defined so if you are going to create a new react redux application you will also follow this kind of a pattern where you will define an action type and you will ideally don't know Uh, too much about the different action types because uh, the your application is yet to start so you can define some basic application action type there just to get started and once we define the action type next step is to we should implement the action that is defined in the action types in a different file called action.js file so you can open that existing sandbox action.js file and you can view that all the different action type dot j uh, action types which we defined in action type dot js is also detailed uh, defined in the action.js file so here we are detailing how the particular action types should work by defining individual functions which accepts as parameters so uh, at this point you will understand who will call this particular action type and this action type will be triggered from the components so we can look into our components now so we have first initially de uh, defined the um, uh, action and then the action types so the action type is the uh, is an overall you can think about it as an overall overall list of the different mutation states which you are going to uh, do in your application and the action dot js defines a detailed step of those particular uh, actions to happen so once these things are clear the next step is this kind of mutations should be called from a front end side like the from some components so we need to think about how components can connect to this particular uh, actions so the components can only as we understood from the earlier principle like uh, components can only read data from the store it cannot change or modify anything from the uh this particular uh, action uh, particular uh, store uh, it cannot change anything inside a particular store directly for anything to change it needs to dispatch an action from that particular component so the reading step is quite clear uh, component can read it directly but if you want to change something it should uh, goes through a action action dispatcher so the components if it needs to change anything it should dispatch an action type and based on that action type so this action dot js file if you look into that you can see that an action uh, payload is received from that particular component and it it creates a particular type of action you can call that as an action creator and the it will be processing that particular action creator uh, created a response to a reducer file and the reducer file which uh, we are not yet discussed uh, so that reducer file is the one which is actually going to change the state so the flow is will be like this the front end different components can read from the store and the uh, any changes that the components want to make it should goes through the dispatcher uh, action dispatcher it it should raise a dispatcher and that uh, dispatcher will be 
kind of a, a function something like a store dot dispatcher followed by the action type and the action type which uh, is the one which we saw just earlier like the display like the action uh, type dot js file if you look into that you can see the different action list there so the component has two main roles so we can look purely from a component perspective the component has two roles to do like it should read data from the store to display or it should dispatch some actions so we have now a library called react redux in place so what we can do is we can use that particular library a uh, particular component or you can call that as a component and you can connect to that particular uh, store using a function called connect so in the connect is the uh, uh, in the connect function uh, a component needs to connect to a store for either of two things like the uh, component needs to connect to the redux for either of the two purpose like either it should read some data from that particular store or it should dispatch an action so based on that trend this connect has to uh, connect supports two parameters like the map state to props so that is the uh, parameter for returning something from store which is mapped to this parameter and there is another parameter called map dispatch to props so the aim of that particular parameter is that if the component wants to raise some particular actions it can raise through that uh, dispatch to props so if you open the sandbox components and if you scroll down below you can see the connect function there so if your component wants to read something from the state and to display that ideally it should use the map state to props so that's a kind of a subscription which we just discussed earlier if you look into some of the existing codes related to redux you can view the code like a store dot subscribe or something but this uh, if you are using this react redux component and uh, this connect will be hand, connect can handle both the uh, subscription as well as the dispatching so this connect has two parameters like the map state to props which is responsible for reading something from that particular state back into the particular view file but uh, component view file and uh, uh, if it wants to uh it's not view file the components view part and if it wants to if the component wants to dispatch something back to the store it can provide through the connect uh, methods a second parameter called the map dispatch to uh, props and it can use that to Uh, provide the thing so these uh, things you should need to understand so to get a familiarity you can open the existing sandbox code which uh, the link you will get from the uh, description below and if you look into that component uh, below section you can view the connect code there so if you open that any of the component you can see the connect so if your component is displaying data you should probably see the map state to props defined there mostly 
and if it is mostly uh, involved in dispatching something to props like uh, if it is an add component or edit uh, type of a component you should see the associated dispatch to props functions more so the advantage of using this connect is that uh, it will provide uh, some details there and it will take care of everything so it will uh, it will uh, dispatch the particular uh, it will uh, dispatch or it will read the data from the store and uh, connect to that particular component and it will do all, uh, some of the wrapper functions behind the scene. So you have to just follow some conventions here and once that is clear then everything from the store will be displayed or everything from the component will be updated to the store as per the dispatcher objective set. So we can look into the map store uh, state to probes a bit more detail. So that is the first parameter of the connect function. So this map state to probes has two parameters like the uh, state and the second one is called the uh, second one is called the um, uh, second yeah. Ah, second one is the um, it's a kind of a function where how that particular uh, return from that should happen so the first uh, argument to a map state to props function is the entire redux store state or the same value returned by the call to uh, store.get state so because of this the first argument is traditionally just to call the state um, so the map state to probes function should be written with at least state passed in and um, and the return from that particular map state dot function should return a plain object that contain the data the component needs so each field in the object will be a prop for your actual component and the value in the field will be used to determine if your components needs to read under so the map state it will provide the state and the state will uh, and the map state dot to props will return the particular um, return which will be used to display the data in the component so if you look on into the some of the uh, sandbox code you can understand these details so uh, when we use the map state to probes ideally it's recommended to use a selector function to extract the and transform the data because the data from the map state to probes will be returned uh, using the uh, using a selector function uh, and it helps to encapsulate the process of extracting values from a specific locations in the state tree and when you write the map state to props function uh, it should be fast because uh, whenever the store changes all of the map prop functions uh, uh, that will be connected to the components will run and uh, it is recommended that this function should run as fast as possible otherwise it will cause a performance issue and the map state to function should be pure and synchronous just like the redux reducer a map state to proc function should always be 100% pure and synchronous because it should simply take a state and then on probe set arguments and return the data 
the component needs as probe so it should not uh, be used to trigger asynchronous so that is the one part if your component needs to display some data from the store it should use the map state to probe function and it has the parameter called the current state which will be provided and the return from the map state to probes function will be the data which will be used by your uh component to render the data so if there is something change in inside a store automatically the subscribed uh, mapped state to props will be triggered so this means that if any of your component just needs to dispatch some data to the store and does not show anything on the uh, on the component side based on the store changes you can simply ignore the map state to probed function so you can pass a null function there so uh, the connect function is the key here the connect functions argument first argument map state to probes can be made also null so that if it is null that means uh, the component is not subscribed or the component any of the component part is not subscribed to any of the associated changes in the store if you provide some uh function like there like the map state to probe function there with a state and a set of uh, associated selector functions to uh, display the data then that means that it is actually subscribed and the um, and it is suggested that you should make this function uh, to run as fast as possible because otherwise it will cause a performance issue so we can next look into the way by which the component can uh, contact the store uh, as you know it cannot contact the store directly it can only contact the st store through an action uh, by dispatching an action and how it connects to the store by dispatching an action is through the uh, connect uh parameter connect methods second parameter which is called map dispatch to probes so this map dispatch to probes is used for dispatching actions to the store so you know that we already discussed that uh, the components never access the store directly or and the connect function does it for you so the react redux gives you two ways to let components dispatch action so by default a connected component receives probe stored dispatch and can dispatch actions itself and the second one is the connect can accept an argument called map dispatch to probes which lets you create a function uh, that dispatch when called and pass those functions as probes to your component Uh, the map dispatch to probes functions are normally referred to as map dispatch for short uh, similarly the map uh, earlier on which we just discussed like the map state to probes is also known as map state for short uh, so map state and map dispatch are the two methods of the connector which can be used for receiving as well as for dispatching the data uh, dispatching there is a slight change like it's happening through an action dispatcher so if it doesn't specify any of the parameter there it will default by default it will accept from the probe so if you open the uh, sandbox code and if you open the component slash add to do dot js you can see a line like this dot probes dot add to do and uh, 
followed by the state input so that is a way by which it is actually dispatching to the uh, dispatching to the particular um, reduces behind the scene and another thing which you need to find out is that see this add to do uh, or add to del or delete something or update something this components can trigger and it can uh, dispatch through the map dispatch to probes through the connect function but how the redux is going to know what should do so that you should define in the reducer function and once it is defined in the reducer function uh, when you define this connector itself you can uh, define what all steps to do by what all um, particular reducer function to call by uh, by by using a kind of an action creator binding so that is provided in by defining the map uh, map dispatch to probe function with the bind action creator so the inside the action.js you can see a set of codes and that those codes are called the action creators so the action creators its advantage is that some of the uh, payload and other things uh, which will be uh, payload the action type and other things which are needed for the reducer to work fun properly will be written by the action creator itself so the from the component side things will be much clear so if you look into the component uh, and if you scroll down the add to do dot js you can see that it is simply passing the uh, add to do action Uh, through the probes and the map dispatch to probe function uh, is having a action creator binding like if you scroll down to the connect part of the uh, inside the add to do dot js file you can see that on the bottom section you can see that the connect parameter second parameter is actually the dispatch to probes and you can see the action binders are also passed through there using the uh, brackets and you can uh, you can pass that way so the advantage is that uh, the components can simply call this from here and uh, the action creator that is defined inside the action.js will be responsible for making it a full uh, action object by adding the type and everything uh, so the component need not have to bother about anything and it can simply call the add to do from there the action.js file and its associated code inside there will be responsible for making it a full uh, action type object and that which will be used behind the scene by the reducer function so the reducer function is the one which we need to uh, look into so you can we can look into again the sandbox code reducer folder where you could see the reducer slash to do which consists of a pure function which uh, returns the new state from the existing state and action so the initial state of the for add will be empty and the action type will be provided by the redux based on the action type which is automatically set by the action creator file um, or uh, the in the sandbox that file is like action.js so the final part which we can look at the sandbox for understanding the redux is the uh, create store 
uh, is the store.js file uh, and if you look into that particular file you can see that there is a line called the export space default create store root reducer by which we are passing a root reducer to the create store method so in this code we pass our reducers to the redux create store function which return a store object and we then pass this object to the react react redux provider component which is rendered at the top of the component tree so this ensures that anytime we connect to the redux in our application via the redux react redux connect the store is available to all of the components so here we can see that if you look into the sandbox we can see that the reducers are composed inside a root reducer so this is helpful for adding additional reducers as the application uh, evolves so the rule is that there are no specific generic rules on how to split up reducers and your application state it depends entirely on the project requirements and the existing structure as a good rule of thumb try to not make own reducers that handle all the actions but uh, also we should not make a separate reducer for each action so we should ideally group them in a way that makes sense for the application structure and when the application evolves we should also make modifications for the uh, re inside the reducer so that we may be either adding new reducers in place or we may remove some of the existing reducer or sometimes we may need to group into a new reducer to make things much clearer and easier to understand so that's how the different things in redux box so uh, once again uh, i will just define a quick overview on how things works in redux so there is a store object which stores all the entire state of the application and the components can read directly from the store and the uh, components if they need to change something they will uh, create a dispatch action so the dispatch action to work we need to first define an action type which we if you look into the sandbox environment you can see that in the, inside the action type.js and we also need to detail some of the steps inside the action type.js Uh, inside the uh, in a file called the action.js and in react redux terminology we will call that as action creator and that action creator will create the different uh, types and everything based on the based on the uh, based on how the component is calling and what the component is sending data so the component will send that uh, uh, data like uh, i want to create an add to do something or like that and it will pass something like the pay initial payload or the state information and based on that information this action creator uh, that is defined in the action.js will be responsible for making it as an entire action object which can be consumed by the reducer function so we will write the reducer function also and once everything it is in place so the next step is we will create we will connect 
these particular reducers and these particular action types. So the way by which we connect the reducer is uh, we go inside the uh, store.js and we will create a line called the create store uh, with the root reducer as the parameter. And if you, we need to split the reducer across multiple files, so you can follow a convention like uh, that which is followed by the sandbox. There a root reducer is defined and then multiple uh, reducers according to the specific functionality are called within from that root reducer. So it will be uh, particularly handled by the Redux itself. Then the next step is this. Now we define the reducer. Next step is how uh, the components can use this particular store. So Components can either contact the store directly by store.getState or another way is by using a connect method which is provided by the React Redux library. So this connect method you can view that from the bottom section of the sandbox components files folder. Uh, components folder and if you go inside each of the those component file you can understand the code that the connect code is used there so this connect code has two arguments like the first code map state map props to state is a parameter for kind of a subscription to that particular state changes so it defines the way by which how your component is going to update based on the state changes and if you pass that as null and not, none of the changes in the state affects the component view and the second parameter is the way by which your component pass data to the uh, store that's not through direct way it's uh, passing through the props uh, dispatcher actions so the second uh, parameter inside the connect object is called the map uh, map uh, so I map dispatch to props and the default um, way by which map dispatch to props works is if you don't provide that uh, how it works is the from the component the component can send a um, send an action through its props or you can define a custom function by defining a map dispatch to props function and pass it as a second object second parameter from the connect uh, method so that is optional and you can also um, use the action binder creator which is another way by which if instead of instead of passing that particular uh, map props map dispatch to prop function you can pass the uh, that particular action bind action creators uh, inside a double bracket and what it happens is it will redux will automatically bind that particular add to do with that particular action creator uh, so that the react redux can work in a particular way so if you look into the sandbox you will get a clear view on how this all works and you can make modifications and also can understand these things so as i explained earlier they under, to understand the Redux, the best way is to uh, look on the sandbox environment, the link which I will provide below. And the Redux is not a must for every uh, React and it's not just for React, it can also uh, work along with other kind of applications as uh, libraries as well, like the Angular. Uh, 
and for fairly simpler applications there is no need for using redux as well you can use the inherent state management feature inside the component and i hope this clear somewhat an idea about the um, react redux i hope so uh, i request you to re-listen the episode uh, again and again if you're not clear on the points and also recommended you to go through the sandbox environment which if you look into that you can understand these things so these are the three parts like the the component wants something from the store component wants to send uh, some make some changes to the store and it is happening through get uh, the connect method so the connect method is the key part for the component but the connect for the connect to work properly there needs an action and dot js and action type dot js files which are which are kind of a action creator uh, and which will be used by a reducer function so all these which you need to define you need to define as a react redux developer you need to de- define the action type action uh, dot js which is the action creator then the reducer functions and then uh, the um, then the binding use with the component using the connect so i hope this clear and thank you very much for listening this uh, uh, podcast uh, i will come up with an another episode on the uh, react queries uh, so that will be an overview session uh, fairly within one hour and uh, that is what i am planning to do and once that is finished i will be planning to start a session on asp.net core so if you are uh, listening and if you like the uh, session please uh, subscribe to the podcast from any of the podcast platforms as you like the podcast will be available on all the major podcast platforms like apple spotify uh, itunes and much more So feel free to listen from any of the podcast platforms as you like. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast and have a nice day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are interested in learning more from Vishnu, kindly subscribe Coding Talks from any of your favorite platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Podcast and Stitcher. Have a nice day. and hope to see you over in the next episode